This week, I am joined by the amazingly talented and funny Kyla Cobbler. Kyla is someone who I really admire because of her ballsy attitude and following her passion of comedy and moving from Cork to travel and live in different parts of the world. She openly shares her own human experiences and lessons learned with the parish who are Instagram followers and chats about important topics in her own unique way with plenty of crack and laughs too. Kyla is a lady who I admire and get along with very well. I feel we share a lot of the same values and beliefs so I really wanted to get her on as a guest for a chat. We chatted about her rise in comedy, taking risks, sex and relationships and being your authentic self so I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. I'm Ashling Vaughan and you're most welcome to The Inspired. Ashling, I feel like I've got my virginity back. Like I honestly, I feel like... This whole transformation of getting on stage and being so naked and like so raw and not and Absolutely. I was like, what I have a problem with this. Like and I don't think alcoholism necessarily has to be like the amount you drink. It's like how why you drink and why mm. you're in that situation and why you use that. Like if someone doesn't kind of love me, like is in is in my life in a in a personal way, mm. I don't really mind what people say because I'm like, that's fine. Because you don't know me. So I'm like, that's okay, you can say that because I'm just like like if someone's like, Oh, you're a fucking bitch, whatever, I'm just like, Yeah, yeah. That's great. Like, that am, doesn't yeah, really yeah. make yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, well, you don't know. So what are you fucking talking about? Like, yeah. like for me, it's a lot of ignorance there. I love men. I fucking love them. So I'm like, I don't try and understand them, but I, I'm like, I'm just trying to understand myself and share the world with them. And, and when you, I think for me, when I got to that point where I was like, okay, I want to share this and I have something to say, and it's, I'm not trying to, I'm not getting angry. I just literally want to talk. And then it was like a conversation rather than a debate. And I think that's why I stopped being sex box as well. So I'm like, I don't have like, I got to protect my creativity and I'm going to protect my divine self. And oh. I'm like, every time they dip in and they take something, I'm like, and something is taken, <laughs> there's something exchanged. So they like, take I'm a bit of my show with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm taking my jokes. You're taking my funny <laughs> with your willy wand. Get out of here, you know? I don't really care if I get married now. I don't really care if I had a boyfriend. I don't really care if like, and that's so nice. Right. So, Kyla Cobbler, Cork woman, Hello. businesswoman, comedian yeah. extraordinaire. <laughs> How the hell are you, girl? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Delighted to be oh. here. Oh, well, How are you? To you. I'm well, thank you. Thanks to you for taking time out of your day because I know you are flat out. You are a woman in demand, girl. So, thanks so much. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. No worries at all. No worries at all. I was trying to think do you remember how we first got in contact with each other I have a feeling I slid into your DMs at some point when I saw some posts <laughs> yeah I did the post of body confidence and then Erica yes. I think was the, the connection no Erica Mikeson yes yeah the yeah. legend that is the legend that is Miss Mikeson lover yes I do yeah. I remember I remember that because I, I subsequently got you on to or subsequently even got you on to or zoom um to do a chat around the whole yeah. body image and body confidence which yeah, you've been doing yeah. in a while but of course um, yeah let's start at the very beginning so mm-hmm. what sort of a childhood does such an adventurous lover of life like yourself have growing up <laughs> um god my childhood was great a lot of outdoorsy stuff I think I was really lucky too because I think we would have been the last generation before electronics kind of the internet came electronics were <laughs> 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 that old just before fire and wheels uh, no <laughs> Uh, I think it was like the last generation where there was really no like computers or cell phones or smartphones so like I was just always outside actually like always yeah. always always outside and I remember being called for dinner do you remember your mom would just shout mm. from the door 
Like yeah, it yeah. was a really, really different thing. So I just had a great childhood. I was really, and I was very, uh, I think my mom was really strict, but in a great way, like for the right reasons. And she just let me be myself. And I have a really, really happy, I know a lot of people go through their trauma within the childhood, but I'm like, no, mine was all right. Mine was good. Like yeah. I think no more than anyone else, you know, uh, had a great yeah. time. Had a great time. Oh. My mom was very supportive. So I was really lucky. Really, really lucky mm. with my mom. And even Ballincollig was such a different place back then as well. Like it's totally oh my God. You hardly oh find my. a second green field now. <laughs> no, I know. And there's a McDonald's. Like what? <laughs> I remember when I saw the McDonald's, I was like, no way. It was absolutely not like so New different. New levels. There. I know. Completely. So different. It was like a village when I lived there. Up and down the village you go. Totally. Yeah. And, uh, and But even in the last two years girl I sat down to kind of just think through things for this and do a few notes and stuff I was even thinking I was like this girl must have had such a change in the last two to three years because I remember mm. you saying that your Instagram really kicked off around the time of COVID and lockdowns and the whole comedy mm-hmm. thing so yeah. what has the last two years been like for you <laughs> just been like the last year especially especially could be like it's more open just been I can't you know, sometimes you sit back, you're like, is this my life? Like, I actually can't even deal with it. Like, I can't. In fact, now I'm going to take a tiny break because I just realized I was so overwhelmed with everything. And mm-hmm. like getting up on stage was such a huge thing for me after the Instagram. And it was so like, I just didn't ever expect it. And now that I'm doing it, I'm beyond grateful. But it's like, I don't know who I am on stage and I don't know what my funny is. And I'm doing that. Like, I think people start comedy from zero, whereas I kind of started with a fan base as up my own ass if that sounds but it's true (laughs) so like it's if there was an expectation that I completely put on myself but I think I definitely put myself under a lot of pressure and only now I've kind of started to I don't want to sound ungrateful but only now I've kind of been like I'm a stand-up comic you know and I enjoy doing it and I guess I was like this is summer solstice tomorrow so I'm going to take a few like 10 days off maybe until July I'm going back to Milan in oh, July, I haven't been to Milan since I left, and like I'm doing shows there, and wow. I'm going to Romania in September for a TV thing, and I'm just like, what the? And I'm still working, like I'm still so working as a bartender, and, and as a, I work in a a coffee. I just got a new job, and I I want to learn how to be a barista. You know, they mm. make coffee, so that seems yeah, yeah. quite up and coming, doesn't it? Just totally. in case it all goes to shit, I feel like it's a good skill to learn. Well. Do you know what? It's funny you say that because I actually booked a course to do that <laughs> myself. Really? Yeah, literally oh myself. My God, I booked it for two, like a few months back and then COVID kind of kicked off and then I put it on the, the back burner. But I actually, would you believe I only emailed him like end of last week to be like, come here, can I that jump into weird. a day? Yeah, yeah that's so I think weird. That's so it's just weird. a cool little interest to have. Like, and sure, as you said, if yeah. you know, all those tits up, we'll just get the coffee van and yeah. we'll just, you know. And I, exactly. And I love coffee. I ask, it's like my favorite drug. Oh my God, I love coffee. I absolutely love it. So I was like, oh, why not learn? You know, totally, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But for mm-hmm. you, it must have been so strange because I suppose you started with, as I said, your fan base and your following on Instagram, which is very different to like live performances and like oh building a career around stand up. So, oh like, oh my God, totally. And like, it's not stand up is so structured in its own way and so, so different to what I do online. So different. And I think as well, I just didn't, I didn't know. Like, people kept saying, go be yourself, be yourself. And it's like, I don't know who I am on this because even online I'm not 100% myself of course and I don't show mm. every side to me as I try to be as raw and honest as I possibly can but definitely mm. after I left that time I was like I can't go back and give as much as I give because I just can't do it I can't do it on stage and do it there I just can't you know because I end up losing my mind totally just getting lost to... in it you know absolutely and you have to look out for yourself too and have kind of boundaries around oh. because Instagram it's like 24 7 I know myself trying to have those boundaries that work around it and everything and as as much as you want to do and as well as you want to do you just have to kind of 
draw a line. No, but... and it's not good. Like it's not good for us. You know, it's just it's we don't not, know. Yeah. I don't think we even know the effects of it now. And it scares me a little bit when I see like I don't want to sound like an old one, but like the younger women and stuff. And that example that they have of what it is, I'm like, this is so fucked. Like it's mm. just, and even like you see people sitting down at meals on their phone, and then someone lifts it up, and everyone turns, and everyone does a pose. They're like, this is like the Truman <laughs> Show. This is fucked. Like Stop. it's fucked. It's crazy. Like. When you did your socials break, how long were you off? Because I thought you were gone, gone. I was like, fuck me. I was like, she's gone. I, I thought, like, I, I, thought oh, I was no. gone, gone. I, 100, yeah. I was like, I'm done. This is it. Like, I just was like, I've got nothing else. Like, and I just came out of the pandemic as well. Yeah. Like, I had just come out of the pandemic too. And it was like, I never, I was like, always online every day, doing the countdown of the days we're locked in and like trying to be, you know, there with it and present. And like, you know, and it helped me just as I helped people who are watching mm. me. But I was like, I, I don't know what's going on. I just, Google just opened. I started working cannabis and comedy became a thing. And I was like, I can't, like, I can't do it. And I did lose my mind. I had to reevaluate as well my relationship with alcohol, which I never thought I'd have to do. Because I was never a problem ever. Uh, because obviously the alcoholic people in my life, I just, for it's like you have a, a level of what's bad. And then you're like, well, I'm not there. So I don't have a problem with drink, you know? And, and, and drink was never, ever a problem. But then I realized that like, I couldn't get up on stage without having a drink. I, I could not get up sober. And then that trickled in to my intimacy, my, my sexual life as well, where like, I was like, I haven't, God forgive me for the crudeness, but I haven't rode someone sober like since my engagement. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. for the first time, like after, of course, like that first time, like if I had to do it sober, like I actually, I feel, actually, I feel like I've got my virginity back. Like I honestly, <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> I'm like this whole transformation of getting on stage and being so naked and like so raw and not and Absolutely. I was like oh, I have a problem with this like and I don't think alcoholism necessarily has to be like the amount you drink it's like how why you drink and why you're mm. in that situation and why you use that and I realized that I was like because I remember saying to my mom I was like I'm not gonna be able to do this rest of my life though because I get drunk every time I'm there you know mm. like I like I'm not drunk not shit face Irish drunk but like I'll have shots mm. and like a couple of beers and you're always that big rogger in the morning. I can feel it in my body processing it when I'm running. And, you know, mm. I was like, I can't do this long term because I'm not. And then my mom was like, just don't drink. And I was like, how did what? I not? <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> how did I not think of that? Like, how did I not? Like, is that where my head's at? That was huge for me, you know, and Going, just reassessing. Yeah. And it has been, it's been the scariest thing I've ever done. And it's been so teaching and so eye-opening. And really positive in other ways as well. Uh, not like, obviously, the drink thing is huge. But, like, just being, like, fuck. Like, it's being vulnerable is terrifying. Absolutely. I mean, like, it is so scary. And it's so underlooked, I think. Or overlooked, sorry. It's so mm. overlooked as mm. well as women. Because we're moving in this time of fem- feminism where it's, like, tough and hustle and grind and opportunity and go and go. And then you're like, no, no, but, like, I'm scared. Like, I'm allowed mm. to be soft. And I'm allowed mm. to be tender and I'm allowed to be female and I'm allowed to be feminine. And it's letting yourself be that, you know, it was, yeah. it was huge for me, you know, because I would have been a huge advocate of like, you know, pushing and going and get you done. But yeah, absolutely. Like, and I still am, but like, it's like balance now is my main mm. goal. And it has That's... to be if I want to be successful, you know. Totally. It's very interesting you say that because I had the very same challenge with playing music. So mm. us doing gigs, especially in Sydney and stuff, there was always a bar tab there. There was always drinks mm. and it's like, if you didn't have a drink, it's like, well, why, why aren't you having a drink? It's free. You're like, yeah, you're exactly. Taking. And then afterwards, after a gig, we go to like a whiskey bar or a cocktail bar or whatever, and you'd have of a course, few and like, it just yeah. ruined the whole, 
as you said it's like it's an association so then when I kind of started running and stuff I was like oh no lads I can't drink because like I'm, I'm running at the half marathon or whatever but like yeah. I gained so much weight from it as well so like not only yeah, are you absolutely yeah. wrecked like the next yeah. day it's like a negative association with the two like with you and absolutely. comedy and alcohol you don't want it to exactly. ruin it like and then as well it's like you come off stage and there is like there's no like and I've taken drugs like and trust me there's no drugs like a good show I mean there yeah. just isn't and then you have that high and you want to keep it so you're like, let's get on it. Let's get fucked. And it's ruined. And then the fear. And the, and I don't know what happened to you after I hit 30. The fucking anxiety from totally, booze. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh my God, Ashling, like, like not worth it. Like, like yeah, bad. No. <laughs> bad. Where you're like, no. why am I like this? You know? It's so like I three or four know. days recovery. Honestly, it's oh, I, I find it so hard myself, you know. But totally. um, even with the... Um, the socials what did you feel when you took the break from it what did you gain or what did you feel like you experienced when you weren't giving giving yourself that time before I think it was because I do you know what even when I was on it I'm really good at Instagram because I, I don't look at it like I don't look at other people's stories and I don't go on also because for me it's just a shop now like it's just everything it's, so, it's selling so it doesn't interest me so I'm very lucky with that what I do find though is this hypnosis of scrolling which definitely is a thing and I think when I got off it it was like experiencing my senses again mm. like I would look at stuff like I'd be like oh I'm gonna go hiking and look at these beautiful like scenes and stuff whereas I would just go you mm. know and then you're like god like I'm, I, I'm actually seeing flowers and I'm breathing fresh air and I'm putting my feet in the water and I'm not looking at stuff online so I definitely reconnected with my senses a lot like in a big way and I think as well it really put in perspective because the reason I came off is like I can't do both and this that and then it was like the whole point of me never selling and whatever about asking for the coffees, but I never sold out. I never sold products. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, the whole point of me doing that was that I wouldn't feel this and I wouldn't feel obliged to be in a certain category or, or be an, like a role model or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think it just kind of put it in perspective as well. And I say this with all the love, but it's not real. It's mm -hmm. just not real. And it's so easy to get sucked into it. And it's so easy to be like, I need to be like this, or this is like what you're selling. But it's like, I know it's not real because I'm a human mm. being and I know you know it's not real because you're a human being and this bullshit that we're putting up just isn't real and I think coming off and having that break for it really set in stone like okay I don't care anymore and people you know obviously uh because I was sent like people were writing mean stuff about me on this website and I was sent that and, and like I don't give a shit Ashing. like I honestly but I got sent in a moment when I was really down and really struggling my mental health and it just hit me like a ton of bricks and it wasn't even the fact what they said, because I know for them, obviously, it's such a big reflection on the person writing it. And it is. Yeah. There's a deep, deep sadness there. You know, if you're purging that amount of evil on a person that isn't. And I'm not talking about me because I, I got off very lightly, but I know that there's other people online who I'm friends with that really got like these horrible things said about them. And and then you look at the people writing them and you're like, they're obviously not well. And, I, and I'm not saying that in a, like, they're obviously not okay, because mm. why would you? It wouldn't even come into my How mind as a human being. Yeah. yeah, like it's like, you're just attacking someone and also have have a pair of balls you stop yeah. saying mm. you know what I mean like I say, that for me because I'm like you wouldn't open your mouth to me in person and you wouldn't do half the things <laughs> no they wouldn't would. <laughs> yeah you know and I'm like you little fucks like and I think because I finally got on stage and I finally bit the bullet when I came back I was like no I've, I've got a right to be here because mm. I did mm. it now because I'm like well what are you what do you do and why do you ask for coffee and I was like because I write these jokes and I perform and I come on and I'm like, and I deserve this. I deserve to get paid for what I do. And I deserve to be on stage and I deserve to have a voice and I deserve to explore who I am in comedy. And it was just an imposter syndrome. It really, when I got offline and I wasn't just Kyla Cobbler, you know, as I know I'm not a, that sounds very whatever, but like it, it is definitely a brand. And 
when yeah. I got offline and I was able to kind of be like God I'm be yourself a comedian yeah be mm-hmm. myself and mm-hmm. I was like this is cool this is really nice you know and it just put all in perspective you know and then you start remembering like you know even meeting you Ashing and Erica and all that I met Erica in real life but like yeah. so many people that I've connected with because of Instagram and it's just being grateful again and using mm-hmm. it in the right way you know and, and then coming back as well I just got open arms which was class you know what I mean really lovely because it does take pause to come back as well absolutely I was gonna yeah. I was gonna say why did you go back was it because of that connection and the, the the opportunity that it gives and then just trying to block out all the other negative shit that goes on um, there I think I came back one because it is something that I mean you have to stay in the loop unfortunately mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think I came back with a very different end goal with it. Whereas, like, cause, you know, it sells tickets for me and that's great. Mm-hmm. You know, and people mm-hmm. can come and reach me and my comedy can be a thing. So coming back and being Kyla Cobra comedy was a lot different to me growing in the two years of like just being Kyla and like doing this mm-hmm. thing to try and be normal and try and show people that like, you know, there's a, a women out there that are completely normal or whatever I am. I don't know if it's normal, but like, <laughs> you know, sincere and you don't have yeah. to be this weird robotic, you know, Barbie doll. Like that's not necessary. You can also, Instagram can be class, mm-hmm. you know, it can, it can be super cool and it can be mm-hmm. super nice, but it's just like, just figuring out how to navigate through it. And the only thing it's like, I, I did come back and I am happy I came back, but like I do worry a lot about younger women and like even mm-hmm. just women my own age or even myself I mean I know I'm in a good place so but I'm not that's not to say that next month I'm not going to have a you know a, a dip and then it's then it's hard then it's like why did I do this or you know like so true yeah I'm the same know. I'd be very if I if I didn't rely on Instagram for my business I wouldn't I would try not to be on it like no, it's as simple exactly. as that like Me because too. you spend so time so much time as you said it's a brand you know and now I'm even trying to find mm. other options of not just boxing myself into the one thing because Instagram's mm. kind of got shit anyway a little bit yeah um, it is it is totally yeah. so but totally. on that subject so you put yourself out online to well, yeah. where it was thousands and thousands of people and now on stage so how do you overcome yeah. the fear of being judged or is it something that you've worked on in the past or is it does it naturally come to you I think I think I'm definitely lucky because I never like I don't really care like if someone doesn't kind of love me like as in is in my life in a in a personal way mm-hmm. I don't really mind what people say because I'm like that's fine because you don't know me so I'm like that's okay you can say that because I'm just like like if someone's like oh you're a fucking bitch whatever I'm just like yeah yeah that's great like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, really yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 I'm like well you don't know so what are you fucking talking about like yeah. like for me it's a lot of ignorance there um I think it's not even about being judged. I think just getting up there and being up on stage. For me, it's having a voice, you know? It's, it's just having a voice and, like, being... I just never considered myself funny. And I know that sounds so bizarre, but it was, like, my dad was really funny. Like, my dad was hilarious and it's very different to me in his sense yeah. of humour. Like, he, my dad wrote people. He's of Irish. Irish. You know, you go to Ireland with a new hat and it's like... Oh, 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 oh. So yeah. I was just, like, it was very hard for me to find what I was. And I by no means there until trying to find what I am but it's not my my only judge for me is myself and how I feel about myself and and I and I changed my approach to what I do when I get on stage like to be certain people I would have been embarrassed about going up in front of and I ask myself questions I'm like why why is this uncomfortable for you why is this person and it's usually something to do with my past or you know my feelings towards that person or my feelings towards myself in that area of my life and so I just try to be reflective as possible, but it's by no means not there. You know, mm. it's, it's by no means, like I, I, I do still really care and I still want to do well. And, but it's just, 
it's a, it can be very exhausting to care that much about people that really just aren't in your life so I think you just make a choice and be like okay I have to be nice to me and I have to just care what I think and then let's Absolutely. see what happens you know so that would yeah. be kind of for anybody who it. yeah for anybody who is struggling to kind of follow like comedy is your passion and like it takes some pair of canonas to get up on stage <laughs> and to Canola. put yourself out there and your your yeah. voice as you said to be heard and, and take up space like take up the time yeah. people's no, people are paying mm-hmm. to see you that's a big deal so yeah yeah for anyone who's struggling to like have the balls to like follow their passion or to be authentically themselves even on a day-to-day mm-hmm. what mm. would the advice uh be to them I think like and not not to be morbid at all but like life is a gift you know and life is a gift and you can sit there and you can fit in and do the nine to five and like you know, work and do whatever you want to do. But like you, you're told, you're choosing that. So that I think people look for advice. I'm like, you can do it. Like you just can, but you have to decide. And you have like, you know, like, so you get up and say, I haven't enjoyed this. I say in the last eight weeks, I've started to enjoy it. The full year, I used to go up there and be like, why the fuck am I doing this to myself? It was the hardest thing I have ever done. And I'm sure it continue, continue to be, but it's so rewarding. Cause I'm like, I'm brave. I'm doing this. And even if you're up on stage and whatever your passion is, and some people are looking at you sitting down being like, oh, they're shit. Well, I'm up here, so I'm 80% more than what you are because I've fucking got up there and done it. So like, just be like, if you were to die tomorrow, again, not to be more, but seriously, if something was to happen to you, couldn't move or you, I don't know, anything can happen. So like, why not live your days in the best way possible? Because imagine when you're old and like your body doesn't work anymore and you're tired and you're like, God, what did I do? like actually what did I do like I just fucking I didn't do anything and that doesn't mean like following your passion doesn't mean like going in and doing it all the time and like giving up everything it just means like explore it ask questions put yourself out there you know like I started being like if it comes to me I'll do it blah blah you make decisions and just go with the flow but like don't overthink it and don't be thinking okay but if I do that I won't be able to afford to do this and if I leave my job you don't have to from the get-go just dip your toe in the water go slowly take your time try and enjoy it try and figure out who you are with it like it really and it's so so rewarding and it's so and and then as well whatever about being successful or being famous or whatever your passion is birds with feather flock together so the more you are yourself you'll meet people who will hold you up and you'll attract people who are super cool and so nice and like even just having new friends like I never thought at 31 I'd have loads of new friends and I've got loads since I started comedy and I'm like, this is brilliant. This alone yeah. is brilliant. You know what I mean? Like, it's so nice. So just mm. do it. Like, fuck everyone. Like, seriously, <laughs> just fucking do it. Like, cause whatever, like, let them talk. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. they're not going to not talk anyway. So true, exactly. Give- <laughs> yeah. That's amazing mm. advice. Um, And I love the fact that you said that, you know, getting to know yourself and it's, you know, in, in, I see it in business as well you know like if you have a business or if you're you've your own personal brand whatever it's literally the biggest self-development exercise you'll ever do mm, it's like mm. you'll never grow as much as when you're doing something like that like you go on stage mm-hmm. or me with the business or whatever it's like mm. you really learn what you're made of and you know what you stand yeah. for and your values and all yeah. those things but, and, and even on, absolutely yeah yeah you know but like you're not female mm, yeah like, no you're all good I think there's a little delay sorry so I'm talking over that's mm. probably on the zoom but mm. if um or even being a female Kyla in the comedy industry what is that like is it different is it a struggle is it a challenge um I think it's definitely a challenge I think it's definitely a challenge I think that's definitely an assumption of what your material is going to be like or what you're going to talk about or 
Uh, and I must say, from my own experience, it's nice to surprise people because it's nice to be like, yeah, but, you know, because for me, it's like, I mean, nowadays we're very lucky because like, especially in Barcelona, there's some really like badass female comics here who are doing really well. Like we've got Michelle Wolf on the scene, Marnie Manning is here, Hannah Becker, Irene Melguse from Argentina. So like, I've got some really cool people, in, you know, in the industry that I can rely on. Uh, I think what is to be said from all the male comedians that I've met on this scene anyway, nothing but support. And they want very, they want options. They want there to be females on the lineup. They want there to be a mix of a uh, range of emotions. And I was actually talking to my friend Darren. He's actually an actor, but he's been doing stand-up and open mics with me a bit. And he was like, women are truthful. And that's funny because women are honest and they say things. And it's like, and I said to him, in my opinion, that's because we're judged anyway. We're judged anyway, like no matter what. And maybe it's, it is changing and thank God for it, but we're definitely being judged anyway. So it's like, well, I'm fucked if I do, I'm fucked if I don't. So I might as well just tell the truth and I, it let it resonate, you know? And you, you see people being shocked, like men being like, is that true? And I'm like, yeah, they're like, Jesus Christ. And I'm like, yeah, because like, this is our truth. And it's what we live with all the time. So mm. it's not by any means, you know, like it, it is hard and stuff, but it's definitely not as hard because I feel like male comedians are a bit more emotionally developed and because you have to be to be a good writer so it's definitely not like I mean working in pubs was harder you know and working in working in, in male dominated industries like in the cannabis industry it is definitely harder there because it's very like alpha male but a lot of the time like there's one or two show winners that are fucking perverts but we know about them and we talk to each other and then we just don't get booked and they're a dying breed you know they are and that's great you know they really are dying breed and I think as well um it's just getting up there and just being yourself and taking you know it, it, it is funny to be a woman nowadays especially at this age I think in our generation at 30 31 29 because we come from the housewife generation or just started kind of working and then we were thrown into the feminist movement and then Instagram made it explode and now it's gone like completely the other way and you know, because I'm like such a fan. I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, I don't want it to be equal. I'm like, I want revenge. Like, <laughs> what do you mean equality? Like, and then I'm like, I say this, but then if a man is like too female, I'm like, no, I want an alpha man with tone over my shoulder. Like, what is it? Because <laughs> really, yeah. it is like, you know, it is hard because you're like, you appreciate it and stuff, but it is, it's, 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 it's definitely a, a crazy time, I think, for our age. Because you're like, God, and, and you see, I see the women here in Barcelona, especially, you know, and they're, full body hair and I'm still noticing even though I'm pro and I'm like I look at hairy armpits and like who wants got hairy armpits and I'm like that's great though like that's so fine but I just come from a, a time where you just didn't do it you know yeah so yeah totally it's weird, you know it's cool to have I actually never thought of that before the fact that you're speaking about you know real challenges for women but through comedy like such a different platform to speak yeah, it through yeah, and maybe it things will be heard more because maybe particularly for guys you know conversations that wouldn't normally happen because typically those conversations are quite serious or it involves like you know sexuality or assault or these terrible things that happen but through a comedic kind of view and coming from a female like yourself it's a whole different medium isn't it yeah it is and it's so much more in my opinion with who I talk to it's much more effective because I'm like I've got bigger fish to fry and try and convince some 60 year old fella that it's not okay to talk to me like but I'm in a generation now and I'm on I'm, on, I'm in a, a in a, a profession or an industry where I can really tell my tell the truth you know and, and I can do it in a way that's fun and light but also very like real and very sincere so I think as well I'm not going up shouting and roaring and being angry I'm going up being like I'm exhausted and this mm-hmm. is why you know and it's like da-da, da-da. and then it, you can see people connect and 
I say it in a way, in my opinion, that isn't me. And I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan. I love men. Like this isn't the whole thing. It's, I love men. I fucking love them. So I'm like, I don't try and understand them, but I, I'm like, I'm just trying to understand myself and share the world with them. And, and when you, I think for me, when I got to that point where I was like, okay, I want to share this and I have something to say and it's, I'm not trying to, I'm not getting angry. I just literally want to talk. And then it was like a conversation rather than a debate, you mm. know? So yeah. yeah, it is great. Comedy is fantastic for that. And also for a lot of men too, like I've learned so much about toxic masculinity and like what it is to be a man and, to, you know, be emotional, intelligent and grow. And it is, it's really interesting. Like really, really, really cool way of, uh, of discussing things, I think. Yeah, I think our generation are probably the first crew who are really like more open with this stuff and like learning about each other and should we all yeah. have masculine and feminine energies and like tapping into them yeah. and see what they come up in life and see how they can yeah. work kind of for or against us, you know. So yeah, exactly. even on your Instagram with having the chats, because I remember you had like the the sex chats, you know, far and back. Yeah, that was back. like a massive thing for people because you were being vulnerable they could be vulnerable and you were literally educating the people of Ireland on their sex lives yeah and I wasn't even it wasn't even like it was just like and I I stopped doing them now because loads of people took the idea like loads of people yeah which is Uh, so fine and more qualified people so I'm like like there's one lady wrote to me like (laughs) hey Kyle I just want to let you I'm stealing your sex box idea I hope you don't mind and I was like hey you're getting eliminated I was like that's rude like that's so like yeah and I was like fuck off I thought that was so annoying and the way she said it, I was like that's so annoying and I stopped doing it then because I was like there's actually a lady who I follow called Jenny Keane and oh, she's yes, yeah. class she's yeah. really cool I'm like leave it to the professionals 100% like she obviously didn't there was nothing to do with sex talk she was way before me but yeah. I, I think just doing that and being like I mean the questions I get weren't questions that needed uh, a professor you know yeah. it was just like us Irish generation being like is this okay or what do I do if he does this or how do I do and it was just me being like I don't know like you know and it was just opening the dialogue you know and having fun with it and god the reactions were brilliant that was a great uh remember I I said like once a month they were great they were great times as well they're really funny you know really yeah yeah, really funny and I think the fact that you weren't a professor or that you weren't some expert on it for people to ask and also as I said you don't need a fucking qualification in like you've loads of experience well not loads of experience but you know what I mean (laughs) as in like you've had life experience like that's the most important thing I've had great sex and shit sex and you know like (laughs) you know of course and that's the whole point that there is no right or wrong way it's just trying Mm. to find the intimacy and also another thing about that as well I'm like I'm sure like I feel like me and you connect on this way of like trying to be like the boss but also like you know your female energy blah blah blah. it's like what's empowerment because like I would have had loads of like not casual sex because I definitely always had connection and it always would have been long term but very sporadic because I would travel a lot they would travel a lot and then it gets to a stage where you're like I want to be empowered I want to have sex because I'm a mammal and of course I want to have sex I'm a woman and I deserve pleasure and sexual pleasure but then it just got to my stage where I'm like it it wasn't even like I like I never write Ashling. like I am and I think that's why I stopped doing sex box as well. So I'm like, I don't have, like, I got to protect my creativity and I'm going to protect my divine self. And yeah. I'm like, every time they dip in and they take something, I'm like, and something is taken, <laughs> there's something exchanged. So they like, take a bit of my show with an Yeah, I'm like, stop yeah. taking my jokes. You're taking my <laughs> funny when you're Willy Wan. Get out of here, you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah like the, the difference, the difference, like I would love now to do a sex box with someone else. Because I'm like, I have all these questions where I'm like, I never it, it's so different for me now and that's the beauty of it you know and that's the beauty of talking mm-hmm. about it that it just changes constantly there's most of my life where I was an absolute fucking predator 
And I was like, yes, yes, yes. And I enjoyed it and it was brilliant and no regrets. And now I'm in my life where I'm like rest and balance and writing and fucking plants and you know, like, Mm-hmm. And I never thought I'd like, I was doing vinyasa, chasing a downward dog, and I let out like a proper moan. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, I never, like, I, I just can't even, you know what I mean? So everything yeah. is so different, you know? So yeah, did, sex is wild. Did that happen? Did you notice a sudden shift from that Kyla to the Kyla that you've kind of grown into or kind of have swayed over to that side? Or was there like a gradual mm-hmm. transition period? Or was there any one moment that you're kind of like, that triggered it? I think definitely getting off Instagram. You know, really? I think getting off and yeah, yeah, of course, you know, because my content used to be so different. Like, if I was wild, like, I wasn't wild, but I had a great time. I was, I was in my 20s, I was in Milan, I was speaking different languages, I was making money, you know, like, it was just a whole different buzz. And I didn't want any sort of, like, I didn't want anything from it, you know, so it was just a different buzz. And then I think my grandfather passed in January, uh, 23rd January of the pandemic, and that was such a loss to me like that just absolutely I just couldn't believe it like I couldn't I don't know it's just so hard and like I know death is always really hard and stuff but that was definitely a big turning point for me where I was kind of like I don't even know I still probably don't know because it's only been two years which I know sounds like a long time but it's not but like or a year sorry yeah fucking year but it was just really hard and I was like I kind of never really experienced that much death and then I was like oh wow like I don't know yeah it's just low I don't I'm moving here and I think I'm still kind of working it out to be honest but I definitely know mm. I've changed and I know my core and I see myself like I've shown up for myself and like you know I really I really want to feel good and I really appreciate my body and and I always did but like and now I kind of like I think maybe I'm like I don't really care if I get married now I don't really care if I had a boyfriend or I don't really care if like and that's so nice mm, you know because before it was always like trying to find you know a partner and because there was a lot of pressure that I put on myself and also you know my family like of course there's as I said I come from that generation where that's the first thing they ask you know yeah, of yeah, course yeah. you know so I think as well that was huge I was kind of like god I actually I'm really happy and I feel like if someone's going to come into my life and like they're chill and it's nice and it's a bonus for sure but like I'm not a teacher or a therapist mm, totally Jesus yeah you know like mm. I'm just not and it was that as well of like being completely because I would have been an absolute devil as well for like changing my walls to match the person mm-hmm. like I was such a plum author I was a fucking nightmare and I didn't realize I was doing it like I didn't realize yeah. I was doing it you know and then you and then my granddad died and I was like I'm gonna be myself like because my granddad was outrageous and I, his condolence book was online and I got to read it which was actually really nice obviously because I was stuck here and mm. uh, everyone was everyone's called him a rogue everyone called him a rogue he's not going ah, yeah. that's the, actually one of the nicest little like terms of endearment in yeah, in Irish language like you yeah, know it's it like it Scott it like is. a rogue you know yeah but playful. lovable yeah, yeah yeah and I I had stopped being playful and I stopped being and then like obviously I started getting into inner child work and stuff like that just like hit my 30s like cliche as possible <laughs> <laughs> time for the therapist <laughs> yeah I was like all right let's get to know me um, yeah and I, I was like I don't play anymore because of Instagram and I was always online and I was always thinking about what to say and I was like, I'm like, even now, like, even that decision of like, I had done shows for so long up, up until like yesterday. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to take this break and like relax. And, you know, the solstice is tomorrow. I'm going to go hiking and take shrooms with my friend. And I'm just going to have a few days to like chill and yeah. just le- allowing myself to do that and allowing myself to like, I reared off. What, what was even the question? Connecting. Actually, That's. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, connecting yeah, with yeah. yourself. Sorry. That's the biggest thing, probably, like from getting yeah. away from socials and always thinking, like, because I find the same thing with myself. I've really, like, in the last kind of six or eight weeks, 
just gifted myself time to take a step back yeah. and not always think about work or like not always yeah. be on or whatever like because if you don't connect with yourself and if you don't as fucking cliches it sounds if you don't know yourself like well then where are you going like you know exactly. like, and what are you offering absolutely yeah you know what are you offering like that that thing and like all this oh yeah the, the gradual change that was it it was just I am still changing and I know I'm going through metamorphosis and I know I am too because again having a great day but I have these moments oh down where I'm just like it's so hard to heal Mm-hmm. and a heart like growing pains hurt and you're like this is shit and then like even the other day I fell back in I got bad news and I drank and I wish I didn't I fucking wish I did it and now I'm like I know it's okay because I was like the next day I was so aware I was like that was a bad thing I'm not going to do it again but like again like all this stuff is happening now and it's like it's really hard to put yourself out there and run a business and run a brand and also get better and improve and you know stay on track and, yeah. and that's why it's really important I think to surround yourself with good people because they're the ones that lift you up and they're the ones that will cry with you and let you be you you know I, I'm, I have a great I have a great friend here Shu and she's like my sister and I met her in the pandemic and like she is my rock and she's the kind of person I'm like I can't today and she's like no worries like let me come sit with you and I'm like do you mind and we'll just sit in silence and sit on my balcony or we'll just talk mm-hmm. about nothing or everything or you know and it's yeah. having people like that in my life my mom as well I'm so lucky I mean like really they are my I mean so full of love even without a relationship I have so much love in my life and there are times when I just I just I honestly kneel and I'm just like thanks like thank god you know because I don't know where I'd be without them genuinely I don't like an awful lot of the time you know when you're kind of seeking out relationships or looking for the person whatever it's like a really good friend my my equivalent to that friend you're talking about she was saying to me like you know what are you seeking in other people that you're not giving yourself so this whole exactly. idea of love you know like you're seeking love or you're seeking validation or you're seeking attention exactly from exactly. the partner or from whatever but like exactly why aren't you giving it to yourself and that's probably like that, that inner work that piece is like the most brave thing it's the hardest thing you could ever do like it's really yeah. brave to go and dig out that can of worms like have oh the my god explode yeah. in your face literally though because li- people think it's going to be like this beautiful like alignment thing you're like, it's not like and it's just like and it's for and what I realized because that's a really good point actually of what I used to look for something that I wasn't giving myself in a big way when it came to men like in a big way and now I still do it but what I've noticed Ashling, is getting shorter but I mean like it went from like eight months to like three months now it's like three days and I'm like no yeah <laughs> this yeah, is yeah. wrong this is toxic yeah. I already see it and it's like blah, blah. and now I'm attracting way nicer men and it's not necessarily in a romantic sense mm. but you know I might be or like it like they're like I'm like I'm not in a rush anymore and I'm not in a yeah. I don't know I just and it's lovely because it's empowering and it's like I and I because this is the thing about Instagram with those you know I fucking hate reels like I fucking hate them but <laughs> and I know so, I saw your wonderful attempts they were brilliant they were fantastic I did loads because my algorithm my friend was like do it and I got way more views she's like if you just do them even if they don't make sense Instagram yeah. pick it up so I was like I'll do them whatever but there was one reel it's one of the little do you know, they do the sayings and uh, it says I don't uh, I don't chase I attract and I love that. And I, and I took that from one of the reels. It's one of the, you know, you just start scrolling and read them. Yeah. And I really loved that. I was like, that's cool. And I that's used to chase, cool. like I used to chase and I used to always be like, I used to be very, um, I think I'm quite nurturing. I know I don't probably come across like that, but I'm a quite nurturing person. Like, so when I meet someone I liked, I, I nearly go into like mom mode, which is yeah. very creepy. I can very true. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm yeah. I know this person, I'm like, I need to do this with me. I need to mom myself. Like I need to like nurture myself mm-hmm. and, you know, take time and even cooking at home that was a fucking game changer like see what I, mm-hmm. I never had a kitchen I know my gaff has a kitchen 
Oh, oh lovely. Looking after, yeah, <laughs> looking after well, yourself. Honestly, yeah, you know, what happens yeah, yeah, when you yeah. pay yourself a little bit of attention? And it's like your plants. It's like you you water yeah. them, you feed they them, nourish. they grow absolutely. They nourish yeah. what you love, and it grows. And I'm just really, I'm just really in that vibe, but really in that zone and loving mm. life. With <laughs> moving and with being in so many different places and being away from home and things. Yeah. What advice would you have to anybody? This is picking Kyla's brain session now, but what advice no, no, would please. you have to anybody who would love to move away or try something different, but like really stuck in the comfort zone and they're, they're afraid? There's a fear of um, I think that, like for me, the best advice I can give you is get a little bit of savings behind you, but like 1,500 and go with very accurate <laughs> yeah yeah that's what I always do Tosses it up. <laughs> I'm like and also like you're never going to go and be comfortable hmm. and this is I think people are looking I see people in Ireland who fucking text me all it drives me insane and they're like Kyle I want to move to Barcelona but I don't know what website to find my house I'm like come to Barcelona you're in Europe you know I get Australia and I get New Zealand and I get Asia but anybody who wants to move to France I'm like, get a fucking flight from Ryanair yeah. and just Tomorrow. go. Just <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah. Like there, you are always going. Trust in yourself. Like trust that you're a capable human being and you got it. And like I came when I first like I live in this beautiful apartment now, but I came here, I lived with nine people in a shitty apartment. All I was like, I gotta get to the city center, I gotta learn the city center, gotta talk to people, gotta chat, and they will find a way. But if you don't make the decision, the universe won't help you. And you will never ever leave your comfort zone or leave your nest and find another well-built nest you just won't and that's the fun that's the adventure and that's what because if you want to go from one to the other comfort stay in Ireland or stay wherever you live stay there because but if you're looking for something to make you feel a little bit alive and a little bit scared I'm sure what harm is a little bit of fear you know like what harm to get your heart racing just to feel something different in the day and it's the most tiring exhausting scariest but it's so fun like it's it so is and you're like, yeah so rewarding and you find out who you are and you find out what you're capable of and you find out how stupid you are you know like you really do like and like for me with with traveling I'm like you just stop overthinking it like I didn't even go with savings there eh? like not to Australia now here I did because I didn't want to yeah. like just in case and thank yeah. fuck because the pandemic hit but like yeah yeah you just have to go like there'll be nothing there'll be nothing you can do before you leave that prepare you for the shit that's gonna happen when you're there so like, true. Just, there, just I... won't, there just won't be like you know mm. I love that analogy of the nest you're, you're you physically cannot find another well-built nest like it takes so long because yeah. I even when I moved to Sydney very situation same situation as yourself lived in a shit of an apartment like yeah. literally we joke about it like you'd walk into the bathroom and your sock would be covered in piss like because the toilet was leaking yeah. like, it was so bad. <laughs> and like you just have to like and even learning the buses like learning public transport you get the yeah, round bus yeah. for about a fucking year and then you're like okay yeah. I, I finally have it now or whatever yeah. you know it's just yeah, yeah. thing exactly or I used to walk around the longest way around the city or I remember going to Italy it was so embarrassing and going onto the bus and trying to pay the bus driver and oh. like that's that's not a thing you have to buy your ticket in one of the ticket shops and I was like trying to give him money and he's like fuck off and I was like you're rude <laughs> and I thought I thought it was free buses I was like this is brilliant this is such a nice mode of way of going around the city you know uh, going, sure, is, I was like, the same when I came back mm. from Sydney I got the bus from Arhala like the cross like there was one day my car had to get towed somewhere and I was like I'll get yeah. the bus into mom she's like it comes at the end of the cross I was like I'll grab it in Arhala I went down to the bottom of the cross was going in with my little like my visa thing to tap it somewhere yeah. on the bus and I was like and he was like oh no we only take cash I was like oh shit I know it is isn't it and you're like Jesus Christ I forgot yeah yeah, yeah, yeah even yeah. coming home is the big transition as well but um I know I before 
before we um wrap up right quick for our questions because I know you're you're having another you're very busy lady of another appointment after this so yeah seeing as you're on the inspired right who inspires or who has inspired you uh my mom obviously uh Oliver Sacks is an author that I find very inspiring uh, and loads of people inspire me women women inspire me of course you know mother nature inspires me in a big way mm. uh, and would you guess your creative uh, content in different places to where you'd get just general everyday stuff or do you kind of intertwine the two inspiration I intertwine, the, I intertwine the two 100% like it's very much my frequency what I'm on and how I'm feeling like it really comes across so oh, 100% it's, it's a lifestyle has to be a lifestyle you know Brilliant. Yeah. what would you tell your younger self um relax maybe or like let it let it be or go with the flow go with the flow I would tell myself 100% right. just go with the flow like because yeah. I just never I used to be so scared and so like you know expectations whereas now it's like just go with the flow patience have patience patience is huge patience I was a fucking devil for rushing <laughs> uh, and that's not really it because the rest I think I learned I have to do you know certain stuff I yeah. have to do to become who I am I love that I can really relate with that as well it's like like the pressure I remember being like I remember being finished college being finished like my undergrad and like still wasn't particularly anything because you had to do a master's to be like a teacher or whatever this or that yeah and like I remember just being so upset because like I didn't know what I was doing I, I had to have the whole thing figured out I was fucking like 20 like you know? yeah oh no totally but I remember being like uh, at 23 I want to have my husband and my kids <laughs> <laughs> I am laying on the ground I'm on the ground I don't even have a bed base from Feng Shui and I'm like but I'm, ha- but I'm happy so it's chill yeah <laughs> oh isn't it funny how things change your whole perception when you get older like it's hilarious uh, and thank god thank god I didn't fall into the trap thank god that's right yeah. yeah um finally a mm. departing word do you have a favorite quote or word of wisdom that you like to live by uh happy thank you more please that is my absolute go-to every time I think the most powerful thing I learned in the pandemic was gratefulness was the power of appreciation and I'm not I don't give a shit if I'm a tree hugging hippie or less it is so rewarding and such a frequency such a vibration and I will never stop loving never never Kyla, <laughs> thanks so much for the chat girl thank it's been you. so lovely and like honestly you're it such an inspiration is. and you're someone thank who I really you. look up to as the powerful female and and no, even that that vulnerable side as you said like it's been so lovely yeah. to to connect thank you. So, yeah, thanks so much for sure, for sure. <laughs> thanks so much Kyla. see you later bye bye, bye. bye.